All right, so that maniacal laughing, that is uh, Brian Morton. We'll get to why it's so funny here in a minute. Uh, This is You've Been Watching. I'm Eric Dorsch. You've heard him cackling. That's Brian Morton. All right, so uh, this episode, we've decided, let's just encompass it all. We're going to go with franchises. Top franchises all time. Movies we wish that would have became franchises. And then got a couple little side ones for Brian. We're going to see how angry we can get him because he always (laughs) tries to get me angry. Uh, The reason we're laughing is because when going through this, we noticed that some things that should kind of be separated up into their own franchises were all just put together. Like you said, the Marvel Universe is just one franchise. Yeah. I don't get that. There's Iron Man, there's uh, Captain America, there's Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are individuals in one universe. But then, like you said, with X-Men, they just kind of threw a bunch of things in there and said, you were in this for four minutes, now you're a part of our universe. It's canon. Now it's canon. I just, I I don't get it. It it doesn't make sense. It's kind of weird. It would be like Uh, me walking through the background of a Marvel movie. And that's that. Now I'm one of them. It's canon now, baby. Uh, apparently, that's all you got to do. Hey, look, that's Wolverine for four seconds. You're immediately now a part of the X Men movie. <laughs> yes. It's like, no, no, no. This is this is a rom com, though. We can't be a part of the. No, no, still there. Yeah. <laughs> still there. Uh, going through this last night, trying to find these like different franchises, it made me realize there's some that I, I absolutely love that I haven't seen in a while, and I started kind of yeah. going. All right, so maybe we're going to watch that this weekend, or maybe I'm going to watch that this weekend. It's been long enough. I kind of want I want a little bit of it. I said the same thing, and my wife went, oh, dear God, no. Oh, God. <laughs> well, in reality, it's because they're movies that, especially with Aaron, my wife Aaron, she's seen a thousand times, and it's like, well, a thousand and one's not that bad. Yes, my you, wife, too. She's you, seen it a million times, all against her will. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it this many times. One more time's not going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, well, let's start it off. We're gonna, we, we said we're going to talk franchises. So for you, what's the... Uh, these top franchises. What's one of those ones that just sticks out for you? I, I I love Planet of the Apes. Ah, all of them except the Marky Mark one, ah. which had the best effects, but just was god awful story. Okay, but okay. The, I and that goes back to when I was a kid. I love those movies, okay. especially the first one. Great movie. Yeah, first one Marky Mark, and then one of the more recent ones. Kind of like when Caesar was becoming smart. No, I'm, are the I'm only talking ones I've about ever the seen. original one. I'm just saying those are, the, oh, yeah, those are the only ones I've seen. To hell. <laughs> those yeah. are terrific I, movies. I don't doubt it. They were a little before my. I, I, I've, I know them. I, I know of them. But, yeah, you can those. Get them on the VCR. What's a what's a VCR? What's a VCR? You know, I think my parents had one of those for a little while. Yeah, get them on the Super Eight. <laughs> okay, well, you went you went back a little bit, so yeah. I'll, I'll start in the back. Superman. Christopher Reeves' Supermans. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Those yeah. are great. Uh, well, the first two are great. I, I, I'm excluding the fourth one. The th- I'll go up to the third one. I'll go up to the third one. Where did Richard I, Pryor come in? I believe that's the fourth one. Okay. And then he's got the one where the Sun Man comes uh, in Sun and Man. throws Sun, all the atomic yeah. weapons into the sun. And Sun Man's <laughs> as far up as I'll go. It's as far up as I'll go. <laughs> is that the third one? I believe that's the third after one. The, after the second one, I saw them all, but I was like, I just yeah. lost track because they all became so but silly. But it's just, for me, it's more, it's Chris, it's Superman. Chris, when yeah. you show me a picture of Christopher Reeves, doesn't matter in what, he could be walking a red carpet. It's, oh, Superman's walking the red carpet. That's cool. Because even though it, those movies came out, 20 years before I was born, not really, but it it, it has that feeling for me. He was, so, super, he was he, Superman. He, su- he kind of is Superman. The only one that comes close is the Brandon Routh. Okay. Now, the movie's awful, but I will put that scene with the uh, the airplane mm-hmm. crashing into the baseball stadium against any Superman thing they've done. That's the best Superman segment ever filmed. Even the Christopher Reeve stuff, because the effects are so great. Well, and I told you, for me, the, the, that that's all... 
perfect as well. But I told you, for me, the thing he did so well was he played Clark almost yes. perfect. You can shut your eyes and listen to those audios next to each other, and it'd be almost impossible to say, oh, that's Christopher Reeves, that's Brandon Routh. It's, he just right. did such a good job of not, like, he could have gone away and tried to make it his own Superman. But he didn't. He, he stuck yeah, he to... he tried to be he, Superman. He, he did exactly what... was Superman. Oh, it's the perfect blueprint. You kind of want to follow it. Right. So, uh, so yeah, for me, the 70s Supermans will, will omit and change as need be, but that it's just so <laughs> great. I and Even those other two, they're not great movies, but if they're on, I'll still watch some of it. I will too. Up until a certain point, and then I'm like, okay, like when the machine eats the woman, I give up. I just... In the, in the, <laughs> I give up after that. But uh, up until a certain point, I will watch them because they are so good. Okay. So uh, for you, another franchise. Uh Mad Max. Ah, right? okay. Mad right. Max is a great... Uh, if you start with the first one, <laughs> you don't start with the Road Warrior, you start with Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Now, I know Mel Gibson's crazy, yeah, and I know that that's weird, but I can watch this and I see Mad Max. I don't see Mel Gibson. Okay. Especially in the original movie, which is less Road Warrior and more like a revenge movie in a semi-post-apocalyptic world. If you've never seen the original Mad Max, I, I have it seen is the original. Worth watching. It's been a while. I have seen the original. Uh, those were like I don't know why those were movies that just never really. Gra- I've seen bits and pieces of uh, of them, and I've obviously seen the new one with Tom Hardy, which that's okay. It's okay. It was not the greatest thing on earth, but I have seen the original. Uh, I have a Mel Gibson one on there. I'm not going to put it as my top three, but I will give honorable mention to Lethal Weapon. Oh yeah, absolutely. love the the fourth one. Best take Christmas it, movie ever. It's not a oh god that's going to be a debate it we can have right there. It opens with Jingle Bell Rock. Okay, Die Hard Christmas and Lethal Weapon everywhere. are not Christmas movies. Die Hard, I don't know. There's Christmas trees all over Lethal Weapon, and you they talk n- about Christmas through the whole movie. You are There's not sitting down by the Christmas fire. Christmas tree lot. You are not sitting down by the fire with your family saying, "Okay, Christmas Eve, let's watch Lethal Weapon." That's well, maybe not, you're not. Well, Michael Stetz is, but and no <laughs> one am. else is. Yeah, I uh, am. <laughs> not Die Hard, but uh, Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lethal, the, the the Lethal Weapon series. I love those movies. Absolutely, They're, they were phenomenal. Uh, all four great movies. Uh, so my second one, I, I'm, I'm kind of going pretty obvious here, but uh, I'm going to go with Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, the 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 those those first three. Uh, the fourth one we will mention here in a minute, but the the first three great movies. It, it's you know it's all this sci-fi mixed with kind of history, and you, you just can't. Everybody wanted to be Indiana Jones at some point in their life. Oh, absolutely. just for a moment. Absolutely. Those. The first one is amazing. Yeah. Second one a little weak. Third one they brought in Sean Connery because they needed something, and, and the fourth one is like, yeah, no, we could do without this. And I'm, I'm scared for the about fifth one. The fifth one. Yeah. Yes. yes. See, I, I agree. The first one stands on its own as just a phenomenal movie. Yeah. You could. The second one, like you said, a little weak. Almost seemed like, hey, we just need to get Indiana Jones out there. Yeah. I, I will argue the third one for me is my favorite, just because it was. It almost was the one that I saw the most because it was on TV the most yeah. growing up. So I, I love that one. Uh, to me. One of the scenes when him and his uh, and Sean Connery are the the buildings on fire and they're they're tied back tied to together back. Oh, yeah. is one of the best comedic scenes of all time. Yeah. Watching them change opposite ways, yelling and Sean Connery yelling what and they were perfect for each other. It really yeah. for a moment there you could believe Sean Connery is Harrison Ford's dad. It's yeah. not that much of a stretch. And I didn't even mind the fourth one, the idea of him having a son who would carry on this <laughs> legacy because Harrison Ford's in his seventies now. He's got oh, to be. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to be adventuring when you're 70. Yeah. I mean, so I like the idea of having somebody do it. Shia LaBeouf wasn't the right person. Shia LaBeouf was, he's really big right now. Let's get him. Yeah. The problem is, 
he fell off the face of the earth and is now not someone you want to carry that franchise. Right. So I'm going to be very curious to see how they, yeah. you know, so is it just going to be a flat out someone else is playing his son? Are they going to figure out a way to pass the torch in a different way? Let's pretend that didn't happen and move on. Yes. There's, there's <laughs> got to be some, maybe maybe the second movie, maybe he had a kid with her too. And they'll, they'll, bring, in like, they'll bring in someone <laughs> from there. Maybe that's going to be the next two movies is his children with the, uh, the ladies. of the Lost yeah, Cribs. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, third franchise for you would be? Well, I, I had a three-way tie. Okay. But I guess I'll go with the one that I probably have watched the most. I would go with the Texas Chainsaw franchise, which you've never seen any of. I'm nah, sure. I, I've seen I've seen most of the original. Yes, and then the uh, one they made with Jessica Biel. That's those are the only two. The original one is amazing because it got such a horrific reception as being this horrible, gory, terrible movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, according to accounts from the set, they didn't even use eight ounces of fake blood. Yeah, in you the were movie, there's that. no blood in the movie. And it's still one of the creepiest movies ever. The second one, even better because okay. they use the eight. It's from the eighties, so there's a lot of over the top gore and chainsaws. It's really good. They sort of spiral in. The one with Jessica Biel's pretty good. The new one that just came out on Netflix is actually pretty good, even though it's sort of a retcon, and they sort of tie Leatherface to the MAGA movement, which upset me because i i like leatherface even though he kills people with chainsaws he doesn't know any better no yeah this in his heart he's a nice boy <laughs> <laughs> but tying him in with the confederate flag and stuff was like oh, we don't need this he's already killing people with chainsaws how much do we need to hate him <laughs> that's that's fair that's right yeah never been a big horror person yeah. i've seen i've seen most of the movies like in some way or another i've seen halloweens and friday the 13th right. and all that but yeah uh I, I, I'll probably have to go home, open there's, up all the windows, turn all the lights on, and watch it. There's something about the first one, and if you watch the first one with a a more critical eye, mm-hmm. because it was set, it was post-Vietnam War, it really is the new kids come in, and it's the new generation versus the old generation. It just turns into a horror movie, because the old generation, the slaughterhouse has been shut down, they have no jobs, they don't know what to do, and instead of... Going on unemployment, they kill and eat people, mm-hmm. which you would do, you know, if you're in Texas in the 70s. It really is a them versus us sort of thing. If you if you get to the nuts and bolts, it's like, okay, I see what we're seeing. The young generation needs to be wiped out. Okay, I'm with that. Isn't one of them a Matthew McConaughey uh, Texas Chainsaw fourth, Massacre? I think it's the fourth one. It's called Texas Chainsaw, The Next Generation. Matthew McConaughey and Renee, Renee Zellweger, yep. who both sued to keep them from releasing the movie. Yeah, I've seen I've seen part of that one just late night flipping through channels. Only reason I went to see it when I read they both sued to make sure this wasn't released. I was like, well, now I got to see this. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and they should have sued. It should not have been released. Yeah, it was it not good. horrific. It was not good. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Leatherface in a dress at one point. Yeah, so he's yeah. a girl. Ah, like, okay, like, okay, that part I, I missed. He's supposed to be um, mentally disabled. That's yeah. the from the from the start. But then now he's a cross-dresser, too. It's like, how much do we have a heap onto this guy? <laughs> yeah. You're not making it easy for this no. man. What's your third one? <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with Gore. Now, this one only has two movies. Mm-hmm. There's potential for a third one if they really want. And it's partly because I don't know that this guy has ever made a bad movie in the movies he's ever made. I don't know your fandom for it. I'm going with Kill Bill. I love the... Ki- I watched him the other night. Just 
back to back. There, I, I love those two movies. Uma Thurman is still here. You can still have uh, revenge to her in some way <laughs> if she really needs to. But I, I'm just a big Tarantino fan. I love his movies. So for me, it's Kill Bill. I think those are two phenomenal, and they're great. They're gory, like all his movies. It's got the action. It, it, it was, you know, it, it was it was a fun assassin movie to watch in these installments of how he did it. So they're I like okay. It. They're they're okay action movies. I'm okay. not a Tarantino guy. That's fine. Uh, if you're gonna go Tarantino, I'm I'm leaning on Inglorious Bastards all it's day a great long movie. because that's the best movie I think he's ever done. Yeah, uh, Kill Bill. I saw them both, but. It wasn't anything that I was like, I need more of this. It's like, oh, she's wearing the Bruce Lee outfit. Good for her. Yeah. You know, it yeah. just, and it felt like Uma Thurman was like, oh, she's your girlfriend. Let's put her in a movie. It was on, like in the 70s, Clint Eastwood dated a woman named Sandra Locke. And suddenly she appeared in all his movies. Like, how did she get this job? Yeah. Like, just for me, it's, <laughs> it, for me, it, but it was, it was exactly what I expected when I heard, oh, Tarantino's making like a, this action samurai yeah. kind of, it's like, all right, so there's going to be a lot of blood, which that scene in the dojo oh, or the, in the club, a lot of blood, great. But then it's like, okay, well, like some of these other people don't really look like they can fight. How are you going to tie this all together? And how, just how she did it. And I, oh, I, yeah, it's not, it's not the worst he's done. No, there's a lot worse movies like Jackie Brown. I can't sit through. Okay. And I had, I don't care for Reservoir Dogs as, as you know. I, I would put Reservoir Dogs towards the bottom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, Django Unchained, not to go too far. Yes, Django, Django Unchained was great and Glorious Bastards. Even his recent movie uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, I thought that, that I thought that movie was great. Brad Pitt who I was, I've been a fan of but never, he, he was phenomenal in that movie. I liked it. So I, I, I like Tarantino and I just to me if you say hey, let's put on some action and let's watch action. Kill For me Bill. it's Kill Bill but the other one I had in there uh, as an honorable mention is John Wick. Those are just yeah, popcorn he's thing. gonna fight everybody kind of movies. And yeah. We watched the third watch. one recently, yeah. Bev and I, and it was that's what it was. She goes, What's this? It's John Wick. What's it about? He beats up guys. Pretty much. And she goes, And why does he beat up guys? Like, I, I don't know. There's not really a much and it's something to do with coins and a dog. Someone killed know. his dog. He yeah. beats people up. That's another one where they're just creating a universe, though. There's gonna be a show about the hotel. They're gonna make a fourth John Wick movie. <laughs> they're building a universe around you. I'd be interested to see the show just because it's a world of assassins and you kind of learn yeah. about it. So I'd be interested for that. But yes, yeah. I agree. The third one started tailing down. First two were great movies. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh so those are our franchises, but now the question is, what's a movie, or it can even be two movies, that you saw that you wish they had kind of kept going, that you needed oh, yeah. more of? And uh, I'll go off first. Okay. Uh, you already know my list, because uh, we went through it, but for me, the first one is City Slickers. I, growing up, I, I'm a huge Billy Crystal fan. I love Billy Crystal, I all of his movies, but the two City Slicker movies to me are hilarious. It's just that fun kind of comedy of a city guy trying to do, like, out of his element kind of thing. And I, I would love a third one. Him and John Lovitz in the second one were hilarious. Who do you replace Jack Palance with since he's See passed? that well, but see Curly Curly died in the first one. They found a way to bring him to the second one. I you can find a way. It's almost like him. It, so who would be your tough cowboy I, to add with the because you gotta have the tough cowboy. See, to but I, I think the way you go about it. I think the way you go about it now, Jake Gyllenhaal was his son in the movie. Mm -hmm. He wants to he needs to reconnect with his son. They go do the dude ranch thing, kind of like the in the first one, there's a uh, father and son who are dentists. Yeah. We're trying to connect. Sure. You do that, and then, yeah, you have to find... Yeah, I, I couldn't give cowboy? you... The Sam Shep or Sam, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Put Clint Eastwood on a horse. He can probably still ride a horse <laughs> for a day or two. He looks scary. But you know what I mean. Like It's just something yeah. like that, because there's a way to redo it. 
Gyllenhaal is still acting. It's a big name, so you're going to get those those fans, the this generation of fans, and you get my parents' generation of fans who grew up watching. Yeah, saw the movie, Billy sure. Crystal. So I, I like it because just because I, I mean, like I said, I'm a big Billy Crystal fan, but I, I really enjoyed those movies. They were funny. Yeah, good they were fun, and I just think it'd be a, it'd be cool to see. Now it is two movies, so they didn't stop after one, but a third one would be awesome if they. But that's the point. It could be a franchise. It could be the continuation. Yeah. See now. I went way back, and okay. this is a movie, I'm going to put a little money down, you've never seen or heard of this movie. Okay. It's called Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. I've heard, never <laughs> seen. Peter Weller. Okay. Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Uh, Ellen Barkin. Mm-hmm. You don't know who Ellen Barkin you is. You lost me there. Uh, and there's another big star, um, John Lithgow. Okay. And Buckaroo Banzai is a, he's a rock star. But he's also a renowned neurosurgeon. He's a physicist. He's just a he's a genius superhero. He's a Batman without being Batman. Okay. And the premise of the movie is aliens have landed. Buckaroo Bonsai has discovered a thing to go through the eighth dimension. Well, that's where the aliens are from, and it becomes a battle to take over the Earth with Buckaroo Bonsai and his team, the Hong Kong Cavaliers. That's his group. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's weird 80s sci-fi. Okay. But, and it's worth watching. It's very funny, and it's very it's action-oriented, but it's very sci-fi funny. And at the end of it, they closed it like a Bond movie. Buckaroo Banzai will return in Buckaroo Banzai against the uh, world organize, world crime organization. It's like, ooh, a sequel. Never happened Correct. because I was pretty much alone in the theater seeing the movie. <laughs> but it's on it's on Amazon. Okay. And it's worth checking out. It's actually a very, very funny movie. I, I will remember that one. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I do. I like it's a Jeff, hard name to forget. Yeah, I like Jeff Goldblum. So I'm, I, you got me there and John Lithgow. So, I, I, but yeah, you, you actually did throw me one I'd never seen. All right. So I'm going to give you one that you haven't seen. Or you may have seen parts of, but you said you haven't seen all the way through. And uh, our friend Dave Rieger enjoyed it, too. It's Rounders. It's a poker movie. It's the poker movie for, you know of poker movies, I guess, if you're going to call it that. Uh, and it, it's, But it, it has a real potential for, because they left enough in it that you'd want to see the next one. Uh, Matt Damon is a savant poker player. He thinks he has it all beat, gets loses big time to the wrong people and has to kind of win the money back kind of thing. Uh, and I, I just think it'd be a great movie. They've, they've teased that they're writing a script for a second one. They made it back in the 90s, right around the time Goodwill Hunting came out. So it's been a little while since he played this part. But I, I think it'd be a great movie. You got uh, him, uh, John Malkovich, uh, Edward Norton. It, it had a pretty good cast. So to see them redo it or bring in bring it up to modern day and see where these people are, because some of these people, the way their characters were, it'd be amazing if they're still alive because they were people that <laughs> needed to get killed off. So it's kind of a mafia. He loses his money to uh, the Russian mafia, and oh, okay. then and he has a friend who is a is a poker player as well, but he's more of a con man. And this guy owes this friend Edward Norton is a very skeezy person owes a lot of money to the wrong people, and he, uh, Matt Damon agrees to help him get the money back. By doing so, he's on the line too, and so he has to win all the money back. Final 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 scene: the guy that beat him to take all his money, he beats to get all the money back to pay off the debts and all that. Because so, that's how it has to end in a movie. It, it, it was a it, it, it was that kind of why is, it called, of why is it called Rounders? 
That's a question we'll have to ask Rieger. I, 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 I probably know the answer, and I'm sure they've explained it. I don't remember off oh, the top okay. of my head why it is, but uh, it, it really is a great movie, and it, it's one of those movies like, you know, I, play, I played poker growing up with friends and all that. You realize that these, these professional poker players are miles ahead of you, and you don't even realize it. You would oh, think yeah. it's just the cards. So I, like, I, I love that movie. I've seen it thousands of times, and I, it'd be a great sequel if they could come up with a way to do it. Okay. All right. Okay, here's one. I don't know if you've seen this one. Dread. Like Dread like Sylvester Stallone Dread? No, Dread okay. like Carl Urban Dread. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen that one. Yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. I just okay. thought you meant that kind yeah. of Dread. The first one, the one with Stallone's Judge Dread. Judge Dread, okay. The one with, with Carl Urban is just Dread. I love the Carl Urban one. And so it yes. Is, yes, it is so good, yeah. it needs a sequel. It's mm-hmm. like, please do a sequel to this while everybody's still young enough to do it. I've seen that movie dozens of oh, times, yeah. and if it's on, I will sit and watch it, but it's like, no, Dread. And they're always saying... Well, we're working on it, and Carl Urban's interested. It's like, well, then hand him the script and let's go. Carl Urban's a big, big guy to get right now. He's got a lot going, so yeah, to get him would be awesome. I, yeah. I love that movie. I've seen that movie, but that one needs dozens. to be a franchise because the comic books are so good. Yeah, and it's like the premise is so good, and without without Sylvester Stallone in it, it was actually a good movie. <laughs> well, and see, the, the, I think. I've seen both, obviously, but yeah. I think the reason I liked the Carl Urban one better is because with uh, Judge Dredd, it was Sylvester Stallone playing the character. Yes. Carl Urban never takes the helmet off. No. You know it's Carl Urban because you're seeing right. the movie and he sounds that way and all that, but it's really, it's all about Dredd. It doesn't matter. It yeah. could it could be, you could credit Carl Urban and it could be, you know, Joe Schmo and you would never, you'd never know. Yeah. I like it for that. It's about the character. and Yeah, because it, in the comic book, he never takes the helmet off. Exactly. And when he does, if there's a picture of him, in the, he's always in shadows or in the back, you never see his face. It's mm-hmm. always just that helmet, which is excellent. Oh yeah, that I know. I, one of the best movies they've done. It's a great. It's a really good action movie. I really and it's it's a simple premise: get out alive kind of thing. But how yeah. they do it and the way they work through, I know I do. I really like. Yeah, that he movie. does an excellent Dirty Harry sort of yeah. voice or uh, the guy from Escape from New York. Oh, uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah. No, I you know, know that's yeah. An excellent impression of them being tough. Oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, last one for me, and this is just being a you know. Uh, Growing up in the 90s, Adam Sandler was the guy, uh, you know, all his movies. And they've teased even doing this, and they've come up with a premise, and I love the premise if they did it. Uh, Happy Gilmore, I'm calling it Happy Gilmore Round 2 because of golf, but uh, a couple, like a year or so ago, Happy or, uh, Adam Sandler, for the anniversary of the movie, posted a video of him on a golf course doing the Happy Gilmore swing, and the guy that played Shooter McGavin posted a video of him making the putt, and he's, you know, they both got all this excitement, and then the idea came of, well, they're both in their 50s now. Uh, or at least their 50s. Uh, the guy that played uh, Christopher McDonald is a little older. So the premise is, why can't Happy Gilmore, being in his 50s, now go play on the senior tour and take Shooter's Thunder all over again? Yeah. Shooter's been dominating for a couple years. Now Happy's ready to come play on the senior tour, and you have Happy Gilmore around too. And it's just, last couple years, Adam Sandler movies have not been the greatest movies. What about he, the guy with the... Uh... The oh, Chubbs. Hand. Uh, Car- is it Carl Weathers? Yeah, he's yeah, still. He died in the first one, but we could we can bring Carl Weathers yeah. back too. Uh, you know, you could do. You could almost have Carl Carl Weathers have a brother, and it'd be that kind of weird, like, "Where do I know you from?" kind of thing. Uh, but I just I loved Happy Gilmore. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, joking that it was one of the best sports movies ever made. It isn't, but it should. It can be on the list. So Happy Gilmore Round Two would be fun. It would be nostalgic, and uh, I just would love that. I okay. really would. Here's one I'm going to bet you haven't seen, Okay, and I think it needs more done. Bubba Hotep. I have not. You ever see Bubba Hotep? I've never oh seen Bubba Hotep. Oh, my God. It's 
Bruce Campbell, Ozzie Davis. Okay. Playing Elvis and JFK. Hmm. <clears throat> Elvis is in a nursing home in Texas. The he's he didn't really die. He faked his death to get away from fame, and the guy that was Elvis that died was an Elvis impersonator. And now he wants to be Elvis again, but he can't be Elvis again. So he's in a nursing home with this Ozzie Davis, a black man who's J- really JFK. And they, well, but you got shot in the head. It's like, yeah, they keep my brain in the White House in a battery, and that's how I'm knowing stuff. So it turns into Elvis and JFK as old, old people fighting an Egyptian mummy who is loose in Texas, eating the souls of people in the nursing home. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. My wife said the same thing. Oh, God. But when you watch it, it is so funny because Bruce Campbell and Ozzie Davis are so straight and deadpan as yeah. Elvis and JFK that you almost believe it by the end. <laughs> and the and then the the weird... Uh, the It's a... An Egyptian mummy was touring in the 30s. Well, the truck that had him crashed into a a lake, they never got him out. Now his soul has risen. And when he kills somebody, he'll take parts of their clothes. So he's got the cowboy hat and the cowboy boots, but he's still a mummy. And they have to defeat him at the end. And there was a lot of talk of, well, maybe JFK and, and Elvis can battle Frankenstein or they could battle Wolfman. And it's like, that would be amazing. But Bubba Hotep is one of the most bizarre movies you've ever seen. And it would be, I would pay money to see Bruce Campbell be Elvis again. <laughs> oh, gosh. Man, you're, you, you, you've gone with some deep cuts, my friend. You really have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, uh, real quick, uh, before we wrap this one up, speaking of Elvis, have you seen the trailer for the new Elvis biopic that's out no oh this is a this guy is dead ring. all right brian has homework for the next show okay uh it's tom hanks as his manager whoever manager parker yes and i don't know the name of the actor it's austin something who almost really like he's got a little bit of a punky kind of goth look to him but overall looks it and when they in the speaking parts you see Sounds just like Elvis. Okay. You can close your eyes and it's Elvis. And it, I, I'm, I'm actually excited for it. When I heard, all oh, they're making an Elvis biopic, I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, we get it. He died on the toilet. We, yeah, yeah. And, I, <laughs> and, and the problem is this kid is very tall and skinny, so it's like, how is he going to go across the board, Elvis? I get young yeah. Elvis. How is he going to go? And But okay. from the images I've seen in the trailer, it, it looks very good. I've seen the I trailer a couple times. That. I, I heard the Madonna one. I've been dreading that one. Yeah. But the Elvis one, I would, I would be interested this, in. It, it looks interesting. So Brian has homework for the next okay. episode. Uh, we're I didn't have time to do comics this time, so we're going to do something different. But before I do, we did top franchises. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, this is the one that he didn't know was coming, and I want to see how mad I could make him. <laughs> what are the franchises that they should have just stopped and they kept going? Now, you said Fast and the Furious, so yeah. we can get that out of the way quick. Yeah. Um, I have a couple I'm going to read off to you, and I, if you haven't seen them, I understand, but some of these I know you've at least seen enough of. So the few I came up with were Rocky. I've never seen a Rocky movie. Never seen a Rocky Not movie. Not one of them. Okay, well, you... He boxes people, right? Yeah, but if and you had seen Rocky... And Russian and Mr. T. First couple, first couple made sense. <laughs> by the end, he's... Tra- like By the last couple, he's training someone to fight, and he's in his 50s and 60s, yeah. and he's fighting the person who's supposed to be his elite-level boxer. Well, of course. So it's reached that point. Um, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean movies, they, they, they were good for a couple, and then yeah. they, they kind of started dropping off. Yeah. We both agreed on this one, Spider-Man 3. They could have stopped it too. Oh, absolutely, and been fine. Yes. I didn't want them to stop, but what they did, except for Tobey Maguire dancing, I would <laughs> I would watch that all day long. It's just so horrible. <laughs> uh, we mentioned the last Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, 
Uh, some of these are just the third one where they could have stopped at two, The Godfather 3. Which I actually liked. Okay. I liked tying the mafia in with the church. I thought it was interesting. The movie was bad, but the concept I thought was interesting. Okay. Uh, Ram- I, I've only seen a couple of the Rambos. I've seen the most recent Rambo, and it's steroid Stallone. Uh, I haven't this- seen the new one. I've seen all the other ones. <laughs> I love the first one. Nothing is over! Yeah. <laughs> uh, you and I actually talked about this because you were mentioning how you read the book, and the book's this thick, and you have no idea how they've made nine of them is The Hobbit. Oh, God. Yeah. I've slept through those movies. I got <laughs> sick and told my wife, while I'm sick, I'm going to watch these uh, Fellowship of the Ring, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm going to watch them. Everybody says how great they are. And I put in the first one, I fell asleep. And I tried to start it again, and I fell asleep. It's like, well, let's go to the second one. And then I fell asleep. Yeah. And I did that same with, And it was like, I can't watch these. These are just, I don't understand. It's a lot of walking. The original Lord of the for original three, like the <laughs> Fellowship that came on the 90s and all that, I had that in my list for top franchises because I really do love those movies. Now, the Hobbit the ones. The animated ones. No, no. The actual, like, Elijah Woods. Oh, oh, oh the original. Yeah, okay. Those ones. The Hobbit, uh, yeah. The, but the Hobbit that's come out like in Six recent hour years. movie out of a hundred page book, yeah. But that's on there's <laughs> nine there's like eight or nine of them and it's like it's like this dude was only supposed to find a ring and go back to the Shire. Somehow he actually did all these things to shape the world that we that they know and it's like, okay, I get it. I always I always think of the it's one of the, the one of the Kevin Smith movies where they have the argument of Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars and Lord of the Rings loses because it's just walking. All they do is take a ring and they walk to the mountain. Yeah. And it takes them three movies to walk to the mountain. Get a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, my other two, or the other ones I had on here uh, were the Hangover movies. The first two I love. Third one Haven't was, seen the was third a cash one. grab. And then lastly, uh, the Clooney Batman. If they had stopped at Val Kilmer, I would have been okay. I could have lived with what we had. But you gave us Clooney Batman and it just pushed it over the edge to me. I hated the Val Kilmer Batman. Okay. It was, I like, the story was good, but Val Kilmer was like, no, he's not. Clooney, I liked as Batman, but I didn't like the nipple suit and I didn't like the story. Mm. I liked Arnold as Mr. Freeze. I thought that was an excellent idea. Okay. And then you had to dump in Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy and it's like, no, this is awful. And then they ruined Bane. Yeah. I thought Clooney, to me, if you're Batman, you have to be like James Bond. I have to believe you're debonair. And that when you're walking in with the rich people at a charity event or whatever, that you are the rich person and you fit in. Mm-hmm. But I also have to believe that you might punch me if you're Batman. Yeah. Clooney, I felt, yeah, he's he would fit in with the rich people and the swanky, you know. But he would also, uh, if I insulted his wife, he might take a swing at me. I, I, so I believe I it. thought he would have been an excellent Batman. It was just that story was so camp and so over the top that it just ruined it and killed the franchise. Was there a franchise for you, though, that it's like, you did good, and then you just did one too many? Maybe the X-Men? Saw? The Saw series? Saw, yeah. Saw just got... At that Uh, point, they were just thinking of ways to kill people. It wasn't, like, about a story at this point. Yeah, and there's some franchises that go up and down, like the Star Trek franchise. Well, that's that's first one's terrible, second one's excellent, third one's eh, fourth one's excellent. They go back and forth. That's what I was going to ask you uh, is for Star Trek because we not we we kind of knew those franchises were going to be there. We went in other ways to be obvious. Sure is is there a like classic specific like if I ask you to talk about Star Trek, is it is there a series of movies you're going to say that's Star Trek? Is it it's not the is it the Pine movies? Is it the Shatner movies? Is it is it no, even the Stewart movies? You do the Shatner movies. Okay. The Stewart movies are okay, and there's only three of those, I, I think. I think so. 
the Pine movies are good, but they reset it. It's not the Star Trek universe. They call it the Kelvin universe, yep. which is okay. Pine's an amazing... He does, he does Kirk very uh, yes. well. I know you're not a fan of Zachary Quinto as Spock. I liked him as Spock. He gets too emotional. Spock's not emotional. That was the key to the it's character. It's a different universe, me. though. It's, it's, I, then that's can that's be why I'll accept it. And but, I, get, I, get, but I get what you're saying, yes. But the first... And and you don't have to start with the motion picture because whew, it's a 45-minute movie. They, they expanded into an hour and a half by adding special effects scene. It's like, yeah. I get it. It's the Enterprise. I don't need 12 minutes of you flying around it to instrumental music the second one if you haven't seen star trek 2 yeah I, I, that's a movies. great yeah. movie three is okay the four the one with the whales everybody calls it <laughs> is okay it's mm-hmm. that's a good movie the fifth and sixth one are way underrated movies but they're excellent star trek movies okay there's the new ones sort of miss what star trek is they're, they're action movies and while star trek has that action component there's a human element that they're sort of missing. Okay. There's always the, and trust me, my wife gets really annoyed. She goes, oh my God, would you shut up talking about this? There's a, an element to Star Trek that attracts me because it's about, it's like Superman. It's about being better, being better. Their whole, their whole, uh, uh, the prime directive that they follow is not interference. You can't interfere with other people. And you have to respect their beliefs. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a series, Deep Space Nine, where they they help this planet, and this planet's deeply religious, and they have a whole conversation where, well, these people are crazy, and they're fanatics. And he explained, well, but you're just being like they are just on the other side. You have to mm-hmm. respect. And so in those movies, <clears throat> you get a lot of communication. They try to make peace with the Klingons. Yep. Uh, there's a scene that I love. And I think it's the fifth one where they're taking away everyone's pain. So you will be happy. All the pain you've had in your life will take it away. And they take away everyone's pain. When they get to Kirk, he says, no, I need my pain. My pain is what makes me who I am. Yeah. And it's like, so there's a lot of, to me, Star Trek is a lot of learning. You you could pick up little life lessons from Star Trek, okay. which... Again, my wife mocks and laughs at me about. Uh, well, you're 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 the living embodiment of Spock, if I've ever met one. Uh, look, I, I I I've seen the original ones to an extent. Like I I did yeah. not know there were six of them. I've seen a, enough of them. I've seen a few of the Stewart ones, and I've seen obviously the three uh, current. Yeah. Pi- we'll call them Pine ones. Yeah. Um, and I liked them. I really did. I yeah, thought I, all three. I liked them too. I, Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not dissing those. Yeah, I, I thought they were good. I think the the, the hard debate is going to be to have is just it's a generational thing. Yeah. After a certain age, it's tough to go back and watch those movies if you're say in your 20s because yes. they appear to be to them what like a movie for you know us would it's look like, like, like a 50s 1940s movie. movie. Yeah, yes. 40s and 50s yes. movie. Not that they're they are good movies. It's just they the 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 effects and all that they kind of get so dated. It's like it's hard to oh look I can see the strings. You can't yeah. but in your head you can. So I think it becomes a generational thing, but it takes away from the fact that these are very good quality movies. Well there and there's where I always argue with people about if you don't have a good story, mm-hmm. I don't care about your movie. We have amazing yeah. special effects. That's good. That's where Marvel gets it right. They have the great special effects. The stories are also very good. You mm-hmm. care about the people. You want, like, there's a, a horror movie by um, Eli Roth called Cabin Fever. Yep. And everybody told me how great it was. This is the greatest movie ever. Yep. No, it's not. It's no. worse because all these people 
that go and start dying off are a-holes. If you have a horror movie, it has to be people that you like. That you don't want to see die. Yeah, so it's horrible when they die. These people, when they started dying, I was like, oh, God, wait a minute. That other guy's over there. Kill him, too. He's, I hated. So if the story's not great, I don't care about the rest of it. Yeah. I will, I can ignore horrible special effects. If you're telling me a story, I can completely get lost in. Now, the special effects are like icing on the cake, but without the cake, it's just icing, and to me, it's pointless. Well, and like I said, like I, we go back to it. Uh, Iron Man, the original first Iron Man, it had special effects. It didn't have over the top like we're seeing today. Yeah. But it still stands up as probably one of the best because Marvel the story movies. is great. Because the story is so good. Yeah, it's Tony's You're, transformation from selling weapons to being a humanitarian. Absolutely. And yeah. Okay, so you talked about great story. This is what we're replacing the comic book with. Okay. We're going to call the, I'm going to put them in three installments. <laughs> There's the original three, the prequel three, and the now recently coming out later years three star wars movies there's there's nine of them oh i got there's technically order. 10. no no you have to put them in order get which which of the three genres is the best put up put the like in order of the best three the original three are the best i won't argue with that the prequel three okay are number two okay and the new three so how they came out is how you would rank if them. you watch the first one and then stop and watch the first of the new trilogy it's the same movie it's the same movie yeah and I understand why they're resetting it for kids, but yeah, the 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 new the new trilogy becomes watered down, and I lost the thread through part of it. And then they started putting in Solo mm-hmm. and Rogue One. Rogue One's a good Rogue movie, great movie, but Solo's horrifically bad. Yeah, and apparently they're doing another one now. Yep, and it's like I I don't know about this. Let's quit swinging for the fences and let's just put together the first trilogy. You followed. I remember seeing that first Star Wars in a theater. I was so excited. I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and my mom bought tickets and took us, and we stood in line in a theater that was packed, uh, as my grandfather used to say, a-hole to elbow with <laughs> other people to get in to see this movie. And as people were walking out, there was physical threats. Don't tell us what happened. We don't want to know. And then to see Empire, I stood in line with my friend, 45, 50 minutes, we stood in a line that was almost literally a mile long to get in to see Empire. And it was like, this stuff kids don't do anymore. No. Those movies were amazing because the first one ended, you had to know where it went. The second one ended, you had to know where it went. The second trilogy was good to see how they built this new trilogy to connect with the old trilogy. It was nice to see how they got there. And there wasn't any connection in the third one that I saw. Now, maybe I need to go back and rewatch the third trilogy, but there wasn't, there didn't feel to be any connection to, to the me. People. They had the guys, like they had Harrison Ford, they had yeah. uh, Carrie Fisher, they had Mark Hamill, and they had these people. But like you said, it didn't ever, even though uh, Adam Driver is supposed to be their son, yeah. I didn't ever feel like the real connection of, you know, tying it together right. the way and it was. At it, the it, end you, of that first one of that trilogy, I didn't go, I can't wait to see what happens next. It was yeah. like, I don't know where to go, but I'm not that worried about it. To me, and I, I've seen halfway through the, the third one of this recent trilogy, I, I kind of know what happens, but I've seen halfway through it. But to me, they almost felt like they just built three standalone Star Wars movies yes. that were supposed to all mesh together, and they never did. Now, you gotta, you gotta remember, those original three came out before I was born. So the first Star Wars movie I ever saw in theaters was The Phantom Menace. Right. Widely considered one of the worst Star Wars movies of them all. They got better as you went. I I mean, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, they're making a series with him, is great. So I, but I will agree with you, the way it was laid out is their way they were filmed is the 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 order. The 
prequel trilogy is only interesting to see how they build to Darth Vader. Oh, absolutely. See how this guy becomes Darth Vader. And in the, the new trilogy, there's nothing there. There's no who becomes what, how do they be, how do they extend this? There's no, they, when the, uh, when the original trilogy ended, they built on it with books that were connected directly back to the story. Yeah. And it was always interesting. The books were always interesting. And these new, the new was like, oh, well, they'll connect this with the old trilogy. And they didn't really. <clears throat> well, you, know, you, you said all. the turn for the first three movies, it was, will Luke be able to turn Darth Vader back? Right. The, the prequel ones. Well, the you first know- one. You didn't know what was going to happen. You knew no. the Death Star ended and they're still fighting. Yeah. And then at the second one, then I'm your father and Luke hands in carbonite and we left it. The original trilogy was built. I remember my mom taking me and she was so excited about them because it was built like the old uh, serials they used to show ahead of movies, a Batman or Buck yeah. Rogers, where... It led up to something and then left you hanging. Yeah. And you had to come see the next one. She thought, and she thought the same thing with Raiders. This is amazing because it's a serial and it's teaching my generation what her generation saw as kids. And it would have been nice to see the new Star Wars do that so that I could say, oh, yeah, I did this. And your great grandma saw movies that were just like this. And it was just like you said, it was just generic Star Wars movie. Yeah. Hire Harrison Ford. Oh, we got to kill him. Yeah, he's not going to do two. Well, and but and that's what I'm saying. In the prequel ones, you knew you knew where it was leading. Yeah, there was no surprise to the end. But the question was, from little kid to the end of the third one, how does he go that far, right. that fast? Whereas with these ones, it was almost like two seconds into Kylo Ren, Adam Driver. You, you already he was already like questioning if he was evil or not. It's like no, no, you gotta you gotta give us a full evil like we got for the first one of right. evil Darth Vader for one, and then start wavering. You can't start you can't come on and be like I'm evil, but I want to be good. <laughs> like it, yes. it, it, it was very questioning from the beginning. And so then the, the, the girl like Ray, it's like yeah, she's the Luke Skywalker. He's the Darth Vader. There's, there's a planet that's going to kill us all. It's like, oh, like a Death Star? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I walked out, I, my stepson, and I went, because he made me wait to, you got to see it with me. Let's go see it together. And I went with my stepson and his wife, and we left, and he said, so what did you think? I thought it was great. What did you think? And I said, I loved this. In 1977, yeah. when they just called it Star Wars. <laughs> I told I told Aaron I told Aaron that walking out of the, out of the theater. I was like, it's like, that was a good movie. And she goes, yeah, I liked it. I said, I liked it better when I watched it at home when I was seven. <laughs> yes. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, it's a new hope. They literally just remade it's, yes, it's, it's, it's a new hope. Thing. Which was only named a new hope after the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, no, it became a new that. hope. And it was like, no, no, it's just Star Wars. It's Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, but, uh, to wrap this one up, we talked about like there's the new uh, you know, Star Trek. There's Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Can there be a new version of those original three? Could they do it? Could we get A New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi 10 years from now, redone, rethought, maybe retweaked in some sure, capacity? with the right people. Okay. And the right storytelling. You can't just remake those movies. You, yeah. have, to, you have to have the right way to tell it. But kind of like we have with Star Trek with the Calvin. Sure. Called, can we get that where yeah. something gets altered and it's that it's a small it's a, thing. It's a classic story. But it's, it's the, enough. The boy who thinks he's abandoned and he... Has to, you know, he always thought there's something more and discovers there really is something more. Mm-hmm. That's a classic story that every little kid loves. Every little kid wanted to be Luke Skywalker because he was just that goofy kid that lived on the farm. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, he's a Jedi and he's doing stuff with his mind. It was like being Superman. He's the goofy kid on the farm. Wait a minute, you have powers. Yeah. I think that is 
universal and every every generation will want to see it. Okay. It's why I was disappointed with the new trilogy because I thought that's what they're going to do. This Ray will be Luke. Yeah. In, to an extent. But the problem was they did it way too close. Yes. And to they Luke. did it too early. They she yeah. wasn't a normal person when I met her. She was already using the force and yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it was they, like it didn't work for me. Yeah. They pushed it. They pushed it a little quicker. So I, I yeah. get what you're saying and I agree. But of course there could be. Sure. I, I think there could be too. I, I like I said, I think the issue is in remake culture that we have today, the second you hear, Oh, we're remaking those original three, everyone's gonna immediately yeah. go, Come on, really? Like don't mess with it. It's like, but what you don't understand is they already remake them all the time. They just don't call them the same. Like, yeah. You can't say Luke, Han, and Leia. You can say Ray, uh, Finn, and Kylo Ren. Yeah, you know what I mean? They don't remake things anymore. They reimagine them. Reimagine. <laughs> well, I am reimagining that this is probably going to happen at some point. Oh, absolutely. Jo- I don't think George Lucas needs the money, but he might like the money. So. Well, Disney owns it now. That's and true. so it will be absolutely ring that rag dry <laughs> oh dear lord i'm so afraid for that uh but we'll, we'll see what comes of it uh, look i like these franchises i think there's a couple in here that we're gonna have to retouch on because i think sure. i see a little debate between the two of us in certain things so we'll see oh, but like i said brian's got homework he's got to watch the elvis trailer for the next yeah, show I'm and interested in that. I, I think you're gonna like it i really do so well, i'm a big ne- elvis fan yeah, ne- next episode might be a uh, review of that first trailer. album i ever bought elvis presley moody blue Okay. On cassette. No idea what you're talking about. Well, you look it up. I, I, now you have. I homework. have a lot to look up. I got to <laughs> look up homework. a couple things. Uh, so next episode might just be our uh, report cards on homework because that's probably what it's going to be. Uh, this is you've been watching. That's Brian Morton. Yep. I'm Eric Dorsch, and we'll talk again soon.